Welcome to the third season of Learning Bible Truth Ministries. I am the founder, host, and teacher, Dr. Kamala D. This ministry is here to teach you Bible truth. Teaching truth allows you to grow in faith and learn how to walk in God's amazing grace. I sometimes read entire books in the Bible so you can know the story, not just the scripture. I also teach a series about a certain subject, so I want you to invite family and friends. Get your Bibles, grab a pen and paper so you can take notes. Now sit back, relax, and learn Bible truth. Today is Sunday. It is Juneteenth, June 19th of the year 2022. I am the host, the founder, and teacher of Learning Bible Truth Ministries, Dr. Kamala D. herself. Now, we have been covering an epic series taught by the late, great Dr. Frederick K.C. Price, Sr., it started back in 1997. However, I'm going to take a turn today because when Fred Price started this epic series, it started a chain of events. They had many ministers, a few white uh, bishops uh, in the body of Christ, started teaching about race and racism in the body of Christ. So I decided to play an episode that was taught by one of my favorite bishops, Bishop Freddie Caldwell Sr. He is the um, bishop and pastor of Greenwood Acres Full Gospel Baptist Church in Shreveport, Louisiana. He taught an episode entitled One Blood. Now, the Race, Religion, and Racism series that was started by uh, Fred Price back in 1997 sparked this teaching. So, what I want you to hear is Bishop Cobwell teaching his congregation about race and about black people and the myth about Ham being cursed and that how white ministers tried to substantiate this in the Bible and it wasn't there. They were banking on people just not reading the Bible and just listening to them. And it did work in the white community and in some of the black community because they didn't know how to read. And they, they, they weren't reading the Bible. They thought the Bible was associated with the white man's religion. It's not, the Bible is not a religion. It has nothing to do with religion. It has to do with God's redemption plan. So I want you to sit back, listen with an open mind. Uh, this is a completely different type of delivery. However, the message is the same. So sit back and listen. To do. Because I want to be at peace with y'all. I want you to love me and appreciate me and everything that goes along with that. But I submit to you, we have been lied to for so long until when we hear the truth, we don't believe it. 
I'm not apologetic for this message this morning because I didn't call me. But I just want to forewarn you that if you don't want your eyes open, run the heck up out of here now. All right. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 17. And commencing at verse 22. And I'm reading. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are too superstitious. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. Whom therefore you ignorantly worship, him declare I unto you. Verse 24. God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands. Neither is worship with men's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath and all things. And hath made a one blood, all nations of men, to dwell on all the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before appointed, and the bounds of their habitation, that they should seek the Lord, if haply they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live and move. And have our being. As certain also of your own poets have said. For we are also his offspring. For as much then as we are the offspring of God. We ought not to think that the Godhead. Is like unto gold or silver or stone. Graven by art and man's device. And the times of this ignorance God winked at. But now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. Because he had appointed a day in the which he would judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men in that he hath raised him from the dead. One blood. God hath made a one blood all nations of men to dwell upon the face of the whole earth. When myself, Mary, Sister Palmer, Deacon Palmer, I think uh, Deacon Smith and Ludy, uh, and a few more folk were uh, traveled to um, Tuskegee. And on the road to Tuskegee, we were going down to find some things out about establishing our own Bible college here at the church. And the Lord spoke to me and made it very clear real plain and he brought it back to my remembrance this past weekend the Lord said to me one reason that there's so much confusion about race relations in this country is because people have not been given their rightful place in human history history has been slanted toward one race of people making everyone else feel inferior or subservient to This has led to a certain group of people 
believing then that they are superior and another group of people have been led to believe that they are inferior. Lord told me that. And that has resonated in my heart and I've been trying since Save the Seed to get the word out. Well, I think I'm almost there because the assignment that I have for the month of February since it's national black history we need to take a look in the grand old book and we need to see whether or not the things that we have been told especially by black folk whether or not we really have a stake in what God's eternal plans are for mankind the best way to rip a people off is to take their history and to remove the landmark. So we've been led to believe that we contributed nothing, that we are nothing, and that the curse was put on Ham and turned him black. The Europeans, as you well know, shot the nose off the Sphinx, they were broad noses, removed basically any trace of what black folk contributed and covered it up and dug the Suez Canal right on the Horn of Africa to divide that continent. But all men came from Africa. The Garden of Eden was in Africa. So this going back to Africa, heck, all of us need to get on the first thing not smoking. Because all men came from Africa. Now, beloved, we're going to go on a journey. And I just want you to walk with me and get rid of your little prejudices. And just walk with me. And let's see what we can learn according to the word of God. First thing I want to deal with is this myth about Ham being cursed. I want to start right there. This myth about Ham being cursed. i get back with the text later on, if not this week, certainly before the month is up. But God has made of all nations of men, one blood is not really but one race of people. Have you ever heard of human race? So let's get this party started. Let's see if we can dispel this lie about Ham being cursed and turned black. That's where I want to start, at the Epic Center. I need for you to turn in your Bible to the book of Genesis, the ninth chapter. And we're going to take up on the 18th verse. See, because this lie about Ham being cursed and turned black is what has caused a whole lot of folk that don't look like me to make everything in the Bible look like them. And to make a whole race of people to feel inferior and a whole other race of people to feel superior. And that's never been in the mind of God. God does not make an inferior product. 
All right, are you with me? All right, the book of Genesis chapter 9. I'm not going to belabor the point. Got a lot of room to cover. Genesis 9, 18, and I'm going to read through the 29th verses, starting at Genesis chapter 9 and verse 18. And the sons of Noah that went forth of the ark were Shem and Ham and Japheth. And Ham is the father of Canaan. Now you need to, that, that right there, that, that statement right there is going gonna, is gonna to loom large on the horizon. Ham is the father of Canaan. So we see then that Noah had three sons. After the flood, the word says, verse 18, And the sons of Noah that went forth of the ark were Shem, somebody say one, and Ham, and Japheth. Okay. Ham is the father of Canaan, verse 19. These are the three sons of Noah, and of them was the whole earth overspread. You going to help me? So I don't see no monkey here. I see three men that came forth from the ark. Made in image and likeness of God. Ham. Out of Ham comes the black man or the Negro. I like that word. Niger, black. Out of Ham. Out of Shem comes the Jews. And out of Japheth comes the Caucasians. There are other nationalities of people that interact, but those are the basic three. Ham means black. It means burnt in the face. Shem, we get the Jews out of the Shem land. And Japheth, you get the Caucasians, the Italians, Koreans, and other folk like that. In verse 20, Genesis 9. And Noah began to be an husbandman, and he planted a vineyard. And he drank of the wine and was drunken. And he was uncovered within his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brethren without. He told Shem and Japheth. Verse 23. And Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it upon both their shoulders and went backward and covered the nakedness of their father and their faces were backward, and they saw not their father's nakedness. And Noah awoke from his wine, and knew what his younger son had done unto him. And he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. God shall enlarge Japheth, and he shall dwell in the tents of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. And Noah lived after the flood 350 years. And all the days of Noah were 950 years and he died. Now I want you to go back to this. Please see this. First of all, this is what happened. After the flood, Noah tied on one. No. Uh -huh. And got super inebriated. Well he was naked in his tent. 
and his son. Somebody say Noah's son. I like y'all. I like y'all already. Noah's son Ham went into the tent and saw his father naked and went and told it. He told it to Shem and Japheth. He only had two brothers. This was after the flood. Now since Ham mean black in the face, that means he was already black. And nowhere in this Bible will you find where a curse was put on Ham. Because if I read correctly, and I thank God for Ms. Lee that taught me a long time ago, if you look at verses 25 and 26, he said, Curse be Canaan. A servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren. Well, he had two brothers, Shem and Japheth. So he was to haul water and do whatever for his two brothers. He was to become a servant to his brethren. Nowhere do you see where the Lord said, you black, and that's a curse. It's not in, it's not in this Bible. I said it's not in this Bible. He said, curse be Canaan. Now, first of all, I don't want to be unkind to Noah, but heck, how can you take the word of a drunk? Could, could you help me? You wouldn't take the, the word of your drunk uncle. As to how that car got on the roof up there. So he said, curse be Canaan. Now, notice this. I told you, Canaan is the son of Ham. So Noah didn't even address Ham. He addressed Canaan, Noah's son. And the curse was that he was to go to work for his brothers. Not that he would be turned black. And I'm so tired of people talking about God doesn't see color. You're not going to find that nowhere in the Bible. Why do you think we're talking about this? So we need to open up and let God be God. Huh? So Canaan, watch this now, is Ham's son. So Canaan was black and Ham was black. And all of his descendants would be black. So the curse was put on Canaan, not on Ham. So it's not a curse to be black. I need to say that to you again. Because black folk were the ones that even formulated tools in Africa. Black folk were the ones that set up basically the government. They set up the architectural design. They set up uh, uh, all of this basically was set up by uh, those that came out of Ham's line. And today in modern day, we know that the majority of things that were discovered were done by black folk. I mean, from the red light, I mean, the blood plasma to you name it. The comb, the brush, the ironing board, the iron, the air condition, the heat and air. All that was done by black folk. So God doesn't do anything inferior. But what happened is that the Europeans took this Bible and washed it and made it white. Enslaving a people in their mindset that black folk are supposed to be servants to everybody and to not be respected 
and not to be looked upon. And that same mindset has permeated our churches today. And the most segregated hour is 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. Stay with me now. So now, would you agree with me then? This is going to be one of these interactive messages. Would you agree with me then that what God has blessed, God has blessed? I mean, would you agree with that? Well, then let's look back in Genesis 9 and 1 then. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth. Now to whom was the Lord speaking? To Noah and his sons. Well, to me, a blessing doesn't seem like a curse. So the curse was on Canaan, not on Ham. And the curse was to go to work for your brothers. That meant then that the that the curse did not go beyond Canaan, Ham's son. So I was never supposed, our foreparents were never supposed to be slaves over here. They were never supposed to be slaves over here. So then, God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Verse 2. And the fear of you, I, no, I don't want to read through all that. Don't want to read through all that. So let, let, me, let me do this. Let me start at verse, verse 8. Well, I need to pull back in verse 1 and then verse 8. And I'm going to go through uh, verse 8 through 17. And I want you to watch how God meticulously blesses Noah's three sons. And he did not make a difference when it came to him. Because there is no respect to person with God. But people have thrown God in the middle of this. And see, that's why I detest all this, all this other stuff that we see going on in our society round, round through here where, uh, uh, you know, racism is permanent in these churches and nobody wants to deal with it. And you know the cop-out is that God doesn't see color. Well, if God doesn't see color, please, give me a break. While we read around stuff, let's read it. Okay? All right, verse 1. Read. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. God said unto whom? He said unto them, Be fruitful, multiply and replenish the earth. Did he say this to just Shem and Japheth? Who did he say it to? All three of his sons. Am I right about it? All right, look at verse 8. And God spake unto Noah and his sons with him, saying, And I behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your seed after you. Could you help me right here? I'm, I'm establishing my covenant with you and my seed after you. Well, we are ham seed. You can't even get to Abraham without mentioning Ham. The last part of Abraham's name is black. That's why you call it Ham. That's for real. Check it out. All right. Now you don't. You can't curse what God done blessed. Now, 
I'm just, I'm, you, you can't curse what God can bless. All this foolishness, the KKK and all this foolishness is American born. And God didn't have anything to do with it. I don't care what anybody says. All right. Is this Bible the word of God? Can you read? Verse 8. And God spake unto Noah and to his sons with him, with him, saying, And I behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your seed after you. And with every living creature that is with you of the fowl of the cattle and of every beast of the earth with you from all that go out of the ark to every beast of the earth. And I will establish my covenant with you. Neither shall all flesh be cut off any more by the waters of a flood. Neither shall there any more be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the token of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you. For perpetual generations. Now watch this. This would be a sign of the covenant. For perpetual generations. That means unending generations, right? Is that right? Is that right? Verse 13. I do set my bow in the cloud. And it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and thee and the earth. Now notice. The cloud wasn't there when God said it. But it would be a sign of the covenant. You say, well, it wasn't there. No, it was not there. Look at verse 14. And it shall come to pass when I bring a cloud. Could you help me? It shall come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the water shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh. Is that right? And the bow shall be in the cloud and I will look upon it that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, to whom? And God said unto Noah, this is a token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. And it did not say, I'm just putting this covenant out here for Shem and Japheth. For perpetual generation. And I'm leaving Noah. I'm leaving Ham off. God didn't say that. I say God didn't say that. God included Ham in his divine plan. Verse 18 and 19. I read it before. Let me read it again. And the sons of Noah that went forth of the ark were Shem and Ham and Japheth. And Ham is the father of Canaan. These are the three sons of Noah, and of them was the whole earth overspread. So there was nobody else coming from no place else. They came out of Ham, Shem, and Japheth. Ham, Shem, and Japheth overspread the whole planet. So you're not going to meet a person today that did not come out of one of these three boys. Now, God's ultimate plan, obviously, was to make all men one in Christ Jesus. And I want to take quality time and deal with that when I get there. Because we're to know no man after the flesh. But what has happened in these segregated churches, just like it's 1950, these churches are still segregated. Because of this white European mindset that black folk are inferior. Okay.
okay. Genesis 9 and 1 says that God bless. This is pivotal point, so I'll be going back and forth until you get this in your spirit so you can get your head up and live. Okay? And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Would you agree with me what God blesses? God blesses? All right, let me show you something. Numbers chapter 23. Numbers chapter 23. Somebody scream, I'm blessed, before I say it for you. All right, now. If we're going to do this thing, let's do it. Numbers 23 and 8. If you're there, say, I have it. Come on, y'all. You by Matthew, you've gone too far. <laughs> All right. Numbers 23 and 8. Read. How shall I curse whom God hath not cursed? Or how shall I defy whom the Lord hath not defied? Isn't that something? In other words, they went and got Balaam to curse Israel. And his thing was, how shall I curse whom God hath not cursed? And how shall, uh, how shall I defy whom the Lord hath not defied? In other words, you cannot curse what the Lord done blessed. I don't care how many chicken feet you come up with. <laughs> See, and black folk need to quit looking at themselves as though they have been cursed. Baby, my skin is not my sin. Okay, verse 16, same chapter. Verses 16 through 20. And the Lord met Balaam and put a word in his mouth and said, Go again unto Balak and say thus. And when he came to him, behold, he stood by his burnt offering and the princes of Moab with him. And Balak said unto him, what hath the Lord spoken? And he took up his parable and said, Rise up, Balak, and hear. Hearken unto me, thy son of Zippor. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Behold, I have received commandment to bless, and hath blessed. And I cannot put this thing in reverse. Huh? I cannot reverse what God has already blessed. You cannot reverse what God has already blessed. So I don't care if people that don't look like me want me to be cursed. No matter what they want, they can't make me curse. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed when I come. I'm blessed when I go. And the blessings of the Lord make it rich and he added no sorrow with it. I ain't cursed. I am blessed of the Lord, pardon me, highly favored. On top and going higher and my skin doesn't have anything to do with it. Now I got tired of all this foolishness running around here. So the Lord told me to come here and set the record straight. Set it straight. Even, even that prophet had to admit, I cannot reverse what God has blessed. I don't care. You can pray against me. You can want me to fall. You, can do, you cannot reverse what God has blessed. 
Because what God does, it shall be forever and nothing can be added to it and nothing can be taken away from it. Uh-uh-uh. My white brothers have not told the truth. They haven't done it. And they've had the media all these years and have not came before the camera and the microphone and told the truth. Well, God found a fool in Fred that would tell it. I don't mind being his fool, but I ain't going to be yours. The curse did not go beyond Canaan. The curse didn't have anything to do with his skin color. Period. Now, there are some powerful nations <laughs> that came out of Ham. Go back to Genesis chapter 10. I'm talking about some powerful nations. One of these nations even defeated Alexander the Great in my, in my study. You haven't heard that, have you? They ran him raggedy. And oh yeah, while I'm, while I'm at this juncture, I just need to, need to ask you a question. Where do you think the land of Canaan got his name from? That land wasn't cursed. It was the land of Canaan. Got his name from Ham's son. Where do you think Canaan land came from? The book of Genesis is the beginning. Talk to me now. <laughs> Woo! Jesus. Genesis 10 and 1. Now these are the generations of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And unto them were sons born after the flood. Now, our historicity starts in verse 6 of Genesis chapter 10. Get ready for some revealed knowledge. Get ready. Get ready, get ready. All right. In Genesis 10 and 6. And the sons of Ham. You got that? Cush. And Mizraim. And Put. And Canaan. Got that? Okay, now. If you look at Cush. Well, I... Um, let me do this right quick. If you look at Cush, Cush is Ethiopia. Somebody say Ethiopia. I like that. Cush is Ethiopia. Look at Mizraim. Somebody say Mizraim. Mizraim is Egypt. So all the Egyptians were black. That's where you get your hieroglyphic writing. The first library was established in Alexandria, Egypt. Embalming was perfected in Egypt. Paint, the color of paint and all that was perfected in Egypt. Even Joseph died and was put in a coffin in Egypt. Mizraim is Egypt. Tired is now. You see, put? Well, out of put came Libya. 
and Canaan. Now look verse 7. And the sons of Cush, listen, Seba and Havilah and Sapta and Ramah and Saptika and the sons of Ramah, Sheba and Dedan. And Cush begat Nimrod. You remember Nimrod that built the Tower of Babel? He was a black man. And it was through Nimrod that, 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 that prostitution, drugs, and everything came. So now we see why Negroes love drugs. That's bad, y'all. I'm just up here to put it out here. You said you believe this Bible, right? And Cush, verse 8, Cush begat Nimrod. He began to be a mighty one in the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. It does not mean that he was hunting for deer and antelope and bear. He was hunting for the souls of men. Huh? Nimrod was terrible. Wherefore it is said even as Nimrod the mighty hunter before the Lord. Verse 10. And the beginning of his kingdom was Babel. There it is. And Erech and Akkad and Kalna in the land of Shinar. Out of that land went forth Asher. And build at Nineveh. So we see that Nineveh was built by a black man. You remember Nineveh? You remember Jonah? Yeah, them folk. So the Ninevites, watch this, were black folk. And the city Rehoboth and Kala. And reason between Nineveh and Kala. The same is a great city. Watch this, verse 13. And Mizraim or Egypt begat Ludum. And Anamim, and Lehabim, and Neptuhim. <laughs> Woo! Verse 14. <laughs> Have mercy on me, Jesus. <laughs> and Pathrusim, and Kesluhim. <laughs> watch this. Out of whom came Philistim. Now, watch this. Philistine. The Philistines were black folk. Are you listening up in here? The Philistines were black folk. You know what that means? Goliath was a black man. He was a Philistine. Mm -hmm. And Kaphtorim, verse 15. And Canaan beget Sidon. His firstborn and Heth. And the Jebusite. Now wait just a moment. You need to really understand this. See, before Jerusalem was called Jerusalem, it was called Jebush. Huh? Jebush was black. Jerusalem, watch this, Mount Zion was controlled by black folk. And David wanted Mount Zion and took it from black folk. Ah, you said you were ready. Y'all remind me of that pastor that invited me to Kansas City one time. He said, uh, my congregation is ready to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I said, yeah. He said, yeah. He said, well, come on up. 
I want, want you to, you know, get my people filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, we went up there and it was on a Wednesday night. It was a glorious night. And about 60 some odd folk, about 63 people uh, responded to the invitation and got filled with the Holy Ghost. That was on a Wednesday night. Well, on that Thursday morning, my phone rang in the hotel room. It was the pastor of the church. He said that uh, my people say that you're a false teacher. I say, is that right? Say, yeah. He said, I'm asking you not to come back and, and say anything about the Holy Ghost tonight. I say, well, do you realize that you're taking this meeting out of my hand? He say, yeah, but I have to be with these people when you're gone. I say, but you told me they were ready. See, stuff like this is going to ruffle a lot of feathers because people don't want you to know this. And it's right here in black and white. That's why I don't know about intimidating me. I don't care where you came from. Your eyes can be as brown as my skin or as deep blue as the Mediterranean. I don't care. Because God have made a one blood, all nation of men to dwell upon the face of the earth. And ain't no one man greater than the other one. So Jay Bush, Jay Bush was black, and, and, and Jerusalem was occupied by black folk. It was Jay Bush before it was Jerusalem. Now you check me out. Verse 16, and the, and the Jebusites, see, and the Amorites, and the Gergesites, and the Hivites, and the Archite, and the Sinite, and the Arvadite, and the Zamorite, and the Hamathite. And afterward, well, the families of the Canaanites spread abroad. And the border of the Canaanites was from Sidon, as thou comest to Gera, watch this now, unto Gaza. Gaza? Gaza? The Gaza Strip, occupied by black folk. See, a lot of this turf was taken when David was king. They took this turf. You got a lot of area. You got a lot of land right here in Cato Paris that's no longer in the hands of black folk. They didn't pay their taxes. Whatever went wrong. And now people that, that, that steal property. All right. I'm just, just in the Bible. All right, verse 19, and the border of the Canaanites was from Sidon, as thou comest to Gera, unto Gaza, as thou goest unto Sodom and Gomorrah and Atma and Zeboim, even unto Lacia. These are the sons of Ham, after their families, after their tongues, in their countries, and in their nations. You got that? So they were in their nations and they were in their countries. They had ownership of these places. And Jerusalem was one of the part of the turf that they owned. So you quit letting anybody cause you to feel inferior. All right, let me step it up a notch. I want you to go to the book of Matthew. Oh boy, we're going to the New Testament. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 
Yeah, thank you, Bishop. We are so thankful to God that you have taken us away from that sort of thing because it's causing pain in brain. Matthew Gospel chapter 10. Commencing at verse 1. This is when Jesus called his 12. Watch this. And when he had called unto him his 12 disciples... He gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now the names of the twelve apostles are these. The first Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew his brother, James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the publican, James the son of Alphaeus, and Lebius, whose surname was Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. Uh, brothers and sisters, I'm overjoyed to announce to you that one of Jesus' apostles was black. He was Simon the Canaanite. Huh? Could you loan me some aid? Simon was a black man. So why you? How, how do we end up with segregated churches? And, and why were we never told that one of the apostles was black? He was a Canaanite. All that is to keep your head down in that cotton field to make you feel subservient to and less than. So we didn't have control of the media, so nobody just, you know, nobody told us, nobody gave us that information. And, and, and those that went to seminary and learned it didn't bring it back and spread it abroad. Because you can't give a black man too wide a platform because he'll get beside himself. They said. I knew God didn't leave us out. Jesus had a black man right there, apostle. And he is called, as I've done my research, he's one of the apostles of the Lamb. All our lives we've been told every one of them were Jews. Not true. Not true. Not according to this Bible. So then. We were also told that Solomon was not black. Well, you remember Heth? He's in the line of he's in the line of Ham. Um, you remember the Hittites? The most famous Hittite is Uriah, whom David had murdered. Uriah had married Bathsheba. Bathsheba 
was a Hittite. So Bathsheba was a black woman. When David cohabitated with Bathsheba, Solomon was born. Solomon is black. The most wisest man to ever lived apart from Jesus Christ is Solomon. And in the Song of Solomon, he calls himself black. And I had one of the white ministers on the radio talk about, well, he wasn't really saying what he was saying. He was saying what he was saying. And if you want to talk about these doggone segregated churches that's full of races in the pulpit, then why not let's just look at the early church because the early church had black folk in it. You remember Niger? Oh yeah. Somebody just happened to conveniently put a, another G in there. Okay, so Simon the Canaanite was a black apostle. The man that bore Jesus' cross, Simon of Serene, was a black man. Now I don't care all they can make all the movies in Hollywood they want to. You know when I when I saw this this movie that that Mel Gibson put out, um. What was that called? The Passion of Christ. I was just waiting to see how they was going to handle that. Since they say this is so close to the scripture. I always looking for that Negro who carried that cross. Because out of the midst of all those folk, the Lord raised up a black man to help the Christ. But Hollywood won't put it out there like that. Because folk won't go to the movies. So you have to make your race superior even if you do it in the movie house. God is calling upon all Christians to open your eyes and quit playing around with this because it's in here. Don't believe all this stuff you hear in the media over here. The media is controlled by white people. And they only put out there, and I'm not kicking anybody, you already know this. They put a plug, you won't even see the Super Bowl today. Some of y'all probably don't want to see it anyway. <laughs> the stars at home. Anyway, let me get back to this. <laughs> Who that? <laughs> True that. Who that? Who that? one brother to tell me, you know, he, he was with the stars until the stars crashed in the planet. <laughs> then he going to tell me, I say, well, what happened to the stars? Well, see, this is about Jesus. I said, <laughs> so, no, it ain't about Jesus. It's about the saints. Oh, when the saints. I believe with everything inside of me, they're going to win that Super Bowl. I believe with everything inside of me, they're going to win it because they got destiny on their side. As a matter of fact, Jesus is going to be in one of them uniforms. 
I can hear some of the same night you've gone too far, Pastor. <laughs> Anybody in here in their right mind know that Jesus is a saint? That's in the Bible. <laughs> All right, now let's get back to this. God has very uniquely put in his word what I call markers. Certain diacritical marks or certain things in the Bible, once he opened our eyes, we can see them. Now, Noah had three sons, Ham, Shem, and Japheth. And you all know that all of this ignorant stuff that's being preached across America today, God doesn't have anything to do with it. Amen. And while I'm at this, just let me talk about interracial marriage. Okay? God doesn't care what color the person is you marry as long as he's a Christian. As long as she's a Christian. That's, what God, that's where God's heart is. He said don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. He didn't say black folk or white folk. Got tired of this foolishness. You praying for me? So in this Bible, what God has uniquely done, Noah had three sons. Ham, Shem, and Japheth. Do you know that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance? Do you also know that Jesus didn't die for just uh, two-thirds of Noah's family? Huh? He died for three-thirds. He died for the whole human race. Am I right about it? Now watch this. If God had put a curse on black folk, then who was going to lift the curse? I, I don't see where the curse was put on, on, on nobody but Canaan. To serve his brothers. Period. Case closed. But each one of Noah's sons are represented in the book of Acts. And each one of them representative of a whole race of people got saved. Acts chapter 8. In Acts chapter 8. Commencing at verse 26 through 29, we have the Ham line. Ham gets saved. And it's amazing how the Lord did it. The first shall be last, and the last shall be first. So there's a trilogy here. Acts chapter 8, we're going to see someone from Ham's line get saved. Representative man of a whole race of people. Acts 8, 26. Through 39, and I'm reading. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jebush unto, unto, um, unto Gaza. Wait a minute. Didn't we just see that in Genesis? Wasn't Gaza controlled by black folk? You don't have to be a Muslim on your way to be a Christian. Verse 26, and the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south, unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. 
And he arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia, an eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Esaias and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter and like a lamb dumb before his shearers, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this? Of himself or some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. Now this was an Ethiopian that had come up to Jerusalem. Are you listening? But check this out. He was sitting in his chariot. He was being driven. This black man was uh, 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 the treasurer for Candace, queen of Ethiopia. This, see, we've been told that black folk have been ignorant all their lives. Okay, well, I take issue with that because right here, this black man was reading from the prophet Isaiah. Wait just a moment. He wasn't reading English because English wasn't around then. Uh, uh, you know, poor civilization together, the Greek people were still savages. And they got a lot of their learning from black folk. I found that out too. But check this out. That black man was sitting in that chariot reading Hebrew. Hebrew, one of the most difficult languages on the planet to learn. That black man was reading. And he said, who is the prophet talking about here? And Philip said, Jesus. And Philip started at the same passage of scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And led that man to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and then baptized him. That black man right there, that church that he, the building that he put together... Over in Africa. Well, saints, uh, that was the end of that episode. Now, I am quite sure you were enlightened and humored because Bishop Caldwell is something. I am often uh, told that I am the female Bishop Caldwell because we will tell it like it is. All of his messages are very simple where your child can understand the message. But I wanted you to get from this that God's ministers are on the same page. 
There was no such thing as a curse being put on on Ham or Canaan uh, with his skin being black. Ham was, was born black. And that, that's not a curse. That's how God wanted his people. He doesn't want everybody on the planet to look alike. But anyway, saints, I hope you were enlightened. Um, I will play maybe two more episodes of uh, Dr. Price epic series entitled Race, Religion, and Racism starting either uh, the beginning of next week or either the weekend. And after that, I, I am working on a, a short series. I'll tell you guys the name of the series when uh, we get to it. So until then, remember God is good. He is good all the time. God is a healer. He is a peacemaker. He is not the author of confusion. He doesn't give you fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. And he loves his children. And if you are walking around with hate inside of you, you don't belong to God. Mm-mm. And if you are walking around living for the world, you don't belong to God because the Bible is clear. It says that the world hates God. Yes, because it doesn't know God and God is light. There is no darkness in him and people hate light because they are walking in darkness and they don't want to associate with light because the light will reveal what they do in the dark. So saints until next time, peace out. hope you were enlightened by this message. If you have any questions or comments about this message, you can contact us by emailing talkingbibletruth.cd at gmail.com. If you would like to sow a seed in this growing ministry, you may access the front page on the podcast you are listening to and click on the support button. Or you can cash out the ministry at dollar sign Dr. Kamala D. That is at dollar sign, capital D, lowercase r, capital C, lowercase a-m-a-l-e, capital D, and donate any amount. And remember, God loves a cheerful giver, and so do we. So until next time, believers, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, not the word of man. We walk by faith and not by what we see. I am your host and teacher, Dr. Kamala D, serving you with Christ Jesus, our Lord, in peace and love. I thank each of you for tuning in, and I hope to hear from you soon. Peace out. Here I'm still standing.